Show me something. Hello and welcome to the Show Me Something podcast. My name is Will. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacob. And this week I showed the boys the film The Long Goodbye, 1973, directed by Robert Altman, based on a classic Raymond Chandler novel of the same name. Classic noir film, um, maybe even the sound of like a neo-noir. I guess the book is more of a classic noir, uh, starring Elliot Gould and a bunch of other random people <laughs> that I don't know, aside from the guy who plays the minister in Wedding Crashers. Um, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Jerry. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Uh, yeah, like, it was a good good movie uh i i liked i mean i don't know how to like talk about almost anything without getting into spoilers overall themes and stuff you know overall themes were great uh i love what's his name elliot good monica and chandler's dad Uh, (laughs) elliot gould i'm sorry also what else was uh some other stuff that i know him from oh yeah oceans of course the oceans series yeah and apparently he was um ron stoppable's dad in kim possible Good shout. Didn't know that. I, I remember hearing his voice now that I like looked up a YouTube video. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, I give it a solid. Man, I didn't think about this as much as I should have. I know. I just thought about the rating. Right, um, I just wrote it down. Eight. I, was... <laughs> I give it an right eight on. out of ten. Word. Really enjoyed it. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I thought the the pacing at times is a little bit slow, um, but you kind of find that with noirs in general. Um, but the characters are really good. Uh, the main character is super witty, um, yeah. and like really smart with people. Uh, he's kind of he's like a little bit of an asshole, <laughs> yeah. but I think that plays well with uh, you know any sort of private investigator. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it with Abby. She loved it. Um, I wasn't, oh, I wasn't, yeah, as, yeah, I wasn't as high on it as she was. Uh, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half out of 10. I thought it was really good. Um, and definitely a movie that I would recommend to anyone that likes, um, like detective movies with, with witty writing. Yeah. Um, and doesn't mind older movies since it's from 1973. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, um, I think this is my third time seeing it now. Uh, I'm not like it's not like one that I've lived with for a long time, but I think I watched it for the first time after college, so sometime around 2014, 2015, and I've seen it a few times since then. I like it more and more every time I see it. Um, I love Elliot. You always love to find movies like that. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I just like I kind of forget how good it is, and then I, I rewatch it. And I'm like, oh shit, this is like it just has a lot of stuff that I love. I mean, I love California. Um, it does a great job of representing California. I think a good seventies movie is great. Elliot Gould's performance is awesome. The music is wonderful. Um, it's a John Williams score, which I didn't know about until this watch. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, part of me wants to say a 10 out of 10, but I don't, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's perfect. So I'll probably give it like a nine, maybe a nine and a half. Um, nice. All right. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's great style. Got great writing, like Cobb and Trev said. If you're in the mood to watch a sassy asshole 
<laughs> kind of stumble around Los Angeles in the 70s for a couple yeah. hours. Check it out. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. So definitely recommend from the three of us. Sounds like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I 100% recommend this. It was very fun. And watch a character Sweet. who presumably doesn't sleep for about two weeks. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> He does most of his time in the wee hours of the night or early yeah. morning. We literally <laughs> just like, go, uh, go, Trev. We'd literally see him asleep once, and that's at the very beginning. But <laughs> even then, he's waking up, and it's the middle of the night. 3 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, it's pretty late. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he kind of just, I mean, I've read also, like, I was reading about it, trying to find anecdotes and stuff like that. And someone mentioned that he it's pretty much like he just sleepwalks through the entire movie. Um, yeah, he's that's like what it feels. Yeah, like, yeah. His like body language is like he's like fucking exhausted all the time. Yeah, and he's like just chain like, smoking uh, to like stay uh, awake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, spoiler zone. Yeah, entering the spoiler zone. Right. I actually, I had cool. one question that uh, Abby yeah. brought up to me. I didn't notice it, but um, I remembered it when you were talking about the score. Is every song a variation of the same song? <laughs> Yeah, they're it's gotta be the long goodbye. It's right? all they're all the long goodbye, yeah. <laughs> and that's so crazy. That's such a cool yeah. idea. That's a very cool <laughs> like, idea. The... No, go, go for it. it. No, go go go. Um, I just like the fact that it's it's both diegetic and non-diegetic music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like for people who haven't gone to film school mm-hmm. or aren't nerds like the three of us, that means like it's it's both music that is the score and also is both music that would be playing that the characters can hear, such as like radio in a car or yeah. like on the street in Mexico at one point. Um, at that party. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, party like, with the hippies singing or whatever. Yeah, they're all singing it. Yeah, it's, it's really fucking cool. It was um, really cool. At first, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, whenever the opening sequence is happening and we already had two hits, like two goes of the, um, the song. And I was like, yeah. okay, so they're throwing in songs that have the words long goodbye in there because I didn't realize it was the same song at first. I was like, because it was such a different tone. Like mm-hmm. musical like ch- accompaniment and all that stuff for the two versions of it at the beginning, I was like, "Wow, they found two songs that say a long goodbye in them." <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And then as I'm yeah. going along, I'm like, "There's another one. There's a- oh, this is the same song, <laughs> yeah, over and over again." But and it was so good. Oh, I really did enjoy that. Yeah, it's like, a really cool idea. Picking it out every now and then, like, "Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's there it is again." Like, yeah. They sing it, I think, in different languages at one point, too. And, like, there's instrumental, different instrumental variations of it. Like oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the tight. funeral. The funeral procession. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had it. I think yeah. that was the one that really solidified it for me. Like, okay, every <laughs> song in this movie is this song. Yeah. Um, right, cool. But, yeah, now fully entering the spoiler zone. Sorry. <laughs> We're immersed. Um, but, yeah, like we first, said, the, it starts with him waking up. From his cat? Oh, he's got the best cat in the world. Dude. Great movie cat. Yeah, that's my, my first My biggest notice. question at cat. the end of this is, is the cat okay? What happened to the cat? See, I thought, like, by Throughout the end the of movie, the movie, he's asking, where's the cat? Has anybody <laughs> yeah. seen my goddamn cat? And I everybody's like, cat. you got a cat, yeah. pussy? And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm with this dude. I want to see the if cat? the cat's okay. I'm worried about my cat right now, and I know he's out in the living room. <laughs> Straight up, I was really expecting the end of the movie to be him going home and the cat showing back up and yeah. him going, Oh, I still haven't gotten him the right food yet. <laughs> like, that poor cat, man. He ran away. He was pissed. Bro. That fucking dinner. He makes the cat is so disgusting. Mm. It was just like, 
cottage cheese and a raw egg and some salt yeah. and just like mix it up. Cottage to be fair, cheese. those those are things that like cats like. Cats like cheese and cats like eggs. That cat was not about that. Meal no, it didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if like, I, I know cat. Yeah, cats like cheese, but do cats like cottage cheese? Uh, that I don't know. I feel like I that's feel like a they can't. Not very a weird like subset of cheese to try and give yeah. a cat. I know they it's like very, cream cheese. It's a very niche cheese. Yeah. Yeah, cream um, cheese makes sense though. Yeah, but um, cheese isn't very cheesy. It's just like watery. It doesn't really taste like a whole lot, does it? No, it's like yeah. it's like watery mozzarella. It's weird. Yeah, but worse. And like I used to apparently eat a lot of cottage cheese when I was a little kid. So did I. And I ate a ton of it. Nowadays, I don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time I ever even had it. I think I've only ever had it like twice i had it once doing a food time back in the day because we had never had it before that <laughs> uh which was a, was a youtube video <laughs> that i that i did with my friends <laughs> and then the second time was when i got blackout drunk and um we ate cottage cheese and um uh, and wavy uh, lays and um Jesus i threw up so much it was insane <laughs> jesus that's not good drunk food that man. sounds horrible <laughs> yeah that was the first time i ever blacked out so it was a good time Probably the cottage cheese that did it. It was the only thing in the fridge. Maybe we want to dip. It was fermented. God, that's fucking. It was fucked. It was fucked up. Well, you know what are you gonna do? Kids, you know. Kids, <laughs> yeah. Classic kids. Um, so straight up, there was a lot. This is like right after that scene, or even before. Is it? I don't huh? know. Whatever. There, it's the first time we see his his crazy hippie lady neighbors just yeah, talk well, all the time. So I don't understand just, what the point of that was because it, it like it comes up all the time. They're always in the background, but they don't have anything to do with the story at all. They're just there. They're just get, they're just atmosphere. They're an excuse for why are there to be naked? titties on the screen like, yeah, that, all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Altman was horny, I guess. I don't know. He was, dude. He was like, "This is gonna be dope." They're like always in focus too in the background, naked. Of course. <laughs> and everyone who comes to his apartment is like, "This, this is what you live next to." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you would be shocked because, like, they're just out on the balcony naked. I mean, I dude, it's the 70s. Be pretty hype. I mean, <laughs> this yeah, is a cool are, apartment building, by the way. Yeah, it's like the greatest. It's one of the my favorite movie houses. I think like it's really cool. Naked neighbors, notwithstanding, like just the fact that he takes an elevator up to this like dope ass. It's yeah, like up a cliffside. I mean, it's like a cliffside apartment. Yeah, yeah. it's really sweet. It's so um, crazy. Like that whole. And the elevator is separate entirely from, like, it looks like all the rest of the apartments and yeah. stuff. So yeah, you to, it's just like just an elevator tunnel up to the top. I would, like, Shaft. people are like, dump. you live in, this is where you live, it's a dump. And I'm like, not really. Sick, no. like, actually. Yeah, a a couple sick. of, like, improvements, maybe some slightly better furniture and a, a fresh coat DIY. of paint. <laughs> Fix that broken window, and it's like, that's a, that's a clean, nice place right there. Fix like, all the match strikes on the walls above his bed. Well, yeah, yeah first dude was doing that everywhere. The, 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 mo- the time I when that. I was really shocked by it was when he went to the grocery store after the first scene. And he did just it, on did it the, in the window? Like, <laughs> yeah. How, is that possible? Is there enough friction? There's those strike knows, anywhere dude? matches, man. They let you That's strike just anywhere. how fucking cool he is. That he's just hitting he's just matches. He's walking on. in and he just, boom. Like, I mean, did you notice right him doing wall. it on his thumb, too? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I he striked it on his thumb a couple of times. Dude doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, that... I did feel like... So it, oh, sorry. No, go, go, go. I'm, I was going on, so you go. I felt like he lit the same cigarette multiple times, though, a couple of times. I felt there, there was times where, like, 
he would light it and like be talking and then like we cut to a new it went out you know i guess he's not smoking and he's talking to people i guess we cut to another shot though and like he just lit that cigarette and then now he's like for dramatic effect striking another match and lighting again i'm like didn't you just light that cigarette (laughs) like what the heck also no lighter just a ton of matches a lot of matches yeah the only time I noticed anything weird with the cigarettes was um, the the funny part where he like he drops a cigarette and then the guy like launches it and like makes a comment about how he dropped it and it feels like the actor dropped it on accident and then the the actors kind of just rolled with it. That's what it felt like. I could definitely see that because that. it was a good take. It was when he's yeah. talking to the, like the author on on like the beach. And he, he's like, so the uh, the author is talking to his wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then okay. he turns around. He's like, "Do you drop your cigarette?" And he launches it, and the yeah, and and, yeah. and the main character kind of like laughs, and it doesn't seem like him, <laughs> yeah. but they go with the take. And I mean, I guess they probably it feels like they just went with it because it was like a probably. good take. Yeah, but it didn't seem like it would have been in the script. Like, drop your cigarette. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. That's some classically um, trained actors right there, getting that yeah. improvisation going. I don't actually know. I didn't look anything up. <laughs> don't take it as word. I'm going to be cited um, in a Wikipedia article. <laughs> oh, shit. He's going to get outed. Yeah, it's kind of a weird... I feel like it's... I'm thinking about, like, where to go next, and it's kind of a weird movie to talk about, like, chronologically almost, because it's very... Jumpy? Like, jumpy, but also, like, it kind of just, like, floats along. You know, like, there is a story, but it's... At almost, like... A lot of the time, to me, it, the story seems almost secondary. Like, I'm just kind of enjoying spending time with that character and, like, going about his day, you know, even though he's on the case yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. I would say there's, like, a couple of different storylines that all kind of tie in together. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's kind of crazy yeah, how I mean, some of these storylines tie in. Yeah. Like, the yeah, fact especially, that like, got... at first when you see him at face value and I was like, this has nothing to do with anything else. Like, yeah. when he does his case, like, after he gets let out of jail, I'm like, yeah. I'm like what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently everything. I mean, it all ties <laughs> in, obviously, but, like, it's, like, so random at first. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we're just moving on with this guy's life. <laughs> yeah. He's got to move on. Got to move on. So, I guess, so he wakes up, the cat needs food. He doesn't like the cottage cheese dish. Picky's cat. So he, so he commits to going out at three a.m. to the you know local market. Mm-hmm. And the and guy the that works there is for an absolute mix. dick. <laughs> yeah, the guy who works there is a dick, which is great. He mocks yeah, him that, for the, a cat. Sto- the shelf stalker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's just. I don't like need a cat. I have a girlfriend. I'm like what? What? You can <laughs> have both. And the guy just mumbles to himself. He's like, I guess I got a cat instead of a girlfriend. Fuck. <laughs> and he's like smoking Wait. a cigarette. He's all disheveled. He's fucked up. He's like, all right, fuck shit. When he's walking around in the and like up until that scene, and I think right basically until his friend gets to his apartment and when he gets back with the the, the not Corey brand cat food, that's all. Does it does it not sound like voiceover to you the entire time? Because his audio I think is so clear. A lot of it does. A lot it's, of it sounds like it was bad okay. ADR. But the yeah. the point that I noticed it the most was when they were in like the car the first time he goes to Mexico and he's like talking to the guys like trying to bribe them or whatever. Actually, that might be the second time he goes to Mexico. It's the second time. But yeah. uh, it's all street shots and like yeah. you never see them inside. You never see their faces. You see their yeah, hands just the on the cash yeah. and you see the exterior of the car and it's all just like that kind of poorly recorded ADR. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh." There was quite yeah. a few scenes though where I noticed like 
I felt like the the lips were not syncing up yeah. with what people were saying quite right. It was like close, but I'm looking and I'm like yeah. that that was too clear and didn't seem <laughs> like it was like lined up correctly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't look into it or anything, but it was especially noticeable to me in the beginning when he's like leaving his apartment and he's talking to the neighbors and they're kind of like it seems it sounded like they were there was like natural audio. I don't know what you call that, but he sounded very like dubbed over. But um, there's a lot, yeah, a lot of ADR in this. It he was has a great, weird. he has a great line before he gets to the grocery store when he's leaving. The neighbors after they ask him to get like brownie mix or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're the nicest neighbor." And then he like mumbles to himself. He's like, "I got to be the nicest neighbor. I'm a private eye." You know, like that's a great like, little. I was line. like, that's kind of weird to say out loud, but I guess that's so the audience knows he's a private eye. Yeah, <laughs> and I think also like pretty much any time he's talking to himself is more or less like what would be inner monologue in a book, but since it's a movie, he's just like kind of gives himself some flavor, you know. Yeah, I guess also, so. Is it is it kind of weird that he puts on a suit um, to go to the store in the middle of the night? No, he wears a suit the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it caught me off. I was so weird. Like that's who the puts only clothes he has, man. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's that's... really he's really stuck on his suit because, like, later on they ask him to like take off his tie, and he like refuses. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not taking off. Prof- my tie. The only time he takes it off just to go into the ocean to save. Yeah. And he even takes it off and yeah. is like, "Hold my tie." So yeah. the, like, she goes in the water. She goes in after him. <laughs> so what a weird! That, I can't wait to get to that scene because that's a weird scene. It's a bizarre scene. It's 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 shot so strange. Like yeah, <laughs> um, seemingly so gets... on a low budget. Yeah, the whole movie parts. Of, I think throughout the movie there are parts that seem low budget. Um, yeah, I, w- I, I f- it feels like a lot of it. Like, I mean, well, I guess that would just be the whole. <laughs> it feels low budget yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder what the budget was. I mean, I don't know. I I love how the movie feels. Um, and it's weird because like Roger, like Robert Allman is like a huge director, um, but he was like really prolific at this time. He made Mash and uh, some other which shit. Um, haven't seen it, but everybody always Elliot, says it's Elliot great. Gould was <laughs> in that as well. Yeah, um, so, that's cool. apparently so one of the store. Him, Robert gotcha. Gould, and um, the director apparently did five movies together. Which this and Mash were two of them, and I don't remember what the other ones were. I was just looking at that a minute ago, and I lost it. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know either. So they've worked together quite a bit. Yeah. Sorry, um, continue. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just going to keep the, the story going. So mm-hmm. he gets back to the apartment, and throughout the title sequence, we're watching we're watching Philip Marlowe and his friend, whose name I forget. Um, uh, it's something Linux. Um, Terry, Terry. Terry Linux. Yeah, Terry Linux is, as of right now, like an, you don't know who he is, but he's driving right throughout the whole title sequence they're cutting back and forth between marlo and lennox and then turns out lennox is coming to marlo's apartment they he gets there when marlo gets back from the grocery store with the cat food he tries to switch the can yeah he tries to switch the cans on the cat and then the cat yeah notices and leaves yeah and then while he's looking for the cat um, uh i think is when terry shows up that's what it is yeah also, a great uh, little cardboard on the window. It said El Porto del Gato. Yeah. 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 That was good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Terry comes in, says he's in trouble, or he needs to go somewhere. He's just, like, driving to Mexico, basically. He has scratches on his face. Yeah, he's like, um, I got in a fight with my wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
So Marlo, he's like an old friend. And then, yeah. And then we just cut to they're like in the car in Mexico. He's like, yeah, I need to drive to Mexico. The border, he's yeah. like, yeah, the okay, border. sure. Like, what a good friend, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, they're in spread. LA, so it's not like that huge of a drive. Yeah. That's a pretty it's like still, drive. It's still what, probably like, Orlando? what, like four or five hours? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, a couple hours for sure. Um, Just like your buddy shows up in the middle of the night and is like, hey, I'm in trouble. I need a, a ride to Mexico. And he's yeah. just like, no questions asked. Buddy. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good dude. Good, good, good friend. Dude. So he drops him off. Marlo gets back to LA, gets back to his apartment. And the cops are waiting for him, or like they're coming. Yes. They, I think they were waiting for him, right? Because they're like the following cops, him. I think so, yeah. Yes, the cops were waiting for him upstairs at his apartment. Yeah, and he's like kind of nonchalantly trying to get into his house and not like pretending not to notice the cops are like following him in. And he's like, yeah, calling the cat. He's like, come on, kitty, kitty. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, so, he doesn't. He doesn't care about authority at all. <laughs> no, he does not care. So then we have an extended period of police interaction um where a little a bit of, of police brutality and corrupt cops and stuff the cops yeah. are bastards in this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah they it's are great. it's funny uh it's played for a good comedic effect i think uh they're so fucking sweaty too when they bring them yeah. back to the station they're <laughs> that the was sweatiest my, people i've ever seen the sweatiest interrogation and also they're dropping so the f word easy 70s yeah. it's a good r so it's many a good times r. solid r um so basically what happens is the cops are there because Terry Lennox's wife has been killed. And they, for some reason, knew that Terry Lennox, like the last uh, person to see Terry Lennox, is Philip Marlowe, right? So, Well, yeah. his car was at his apartment. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, see, like, I, the plot to me is like so nebulous. Like, they, I just, I, like, yeah, they found Terry's car at... Um, in his garage. Yeah, yeah. what is our main character's name And they name spoke again? to the Philip Marlowe. Philip's car, yeah, uh, Terry's car at Philip's place. Spoke and to his they neighbors. Were like, you drove him to Mexico, right? And he's like, I don't know, blah blah. blah. And he's like, I'm, I'm trying to find my cat. Yeah, he and avoids show, questions the whole time. Yeah, even until, when they arrest him. Basically, he avoids questions right up until they show him the picture of Terry's dead wife. Yeah, and then he's like, Oh, this is not good. Yeah, the drama on his face at that point was really dope. Like. He's kind of just been one note up until that point in the movie, like kind of an asshole. You know, he rubs like the ink said. all over his fucking face from his yeah. hands. <laughs> I really yeah, thought was he was going to... I was that getting was worried great. when he was doing that. I was like, is he going to make like a weird blackface joke or something? Like, No, thankfully, no. no. He was start, just being bizarre. He was just yeah. being bizarre, but I was getting a little like sketched out. I was like, mm, is this going to go there? It didn't, thank you God. Don't, you don't have to worry about that for me. I wouldn't bring a movie like that. <laughs> um... Yeah, that so they Will show just him brings birth of a nation next week. <laughs> it's it's a, like, whoa, I'm what gonna, the fuck? I'm not even gonna make a joke about like Will, all right. Like, <laughs> we fucking watched that in college. Did you watch that in college? No, uh uh-uh. Never seen we, it. What? We watched no, it in college. Like in Why? Class. Oh, is he gonna uh, bring it now? Fuck no. <laughs> fuck that movie. Me and Jacob haven't seen it. <laughs> all right. This fuck is over. <laughs> um so yeah, super sweaty interrogation. He finds out Terry's wife has been murdered. They apparently are both good friends of his. So like, he looks like visibly upset. Yes. Um, for the first yeah. time, 
I mean, and like that, I think does even that alone does enough to establish his stakes in this mm-hmm. quote unquote case, right? Um, right. Why he's so determined the whole time to find him, find out what happened, uh, was like written on his face in that interrogation, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um. So they he put, gets. Yeah, they put him in a cell. Yeah, um, for nothing. They, w- they which him. his uh, cellmate that just fucking talks. Incessantly. <laughs> Never like stops talking. When, he, I mean, when he's he leaving. He's friendly with him, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing, too, is like throughout the movie, Marlo knows everyone. Like, there's not a single character he doesn't know. Um, and they, I think they make a point to, like, reestablish that throughout. But he, he comes across characters who are new to us, but he's, like, incredibly familiar with, with the exception of, like, a few. Um, yeah, like that thug later on, the the guy yeah. that like follows him Harry? around. He's like, ah, yeah. it's you. <laughs> I love that. If you're gonna be a, cr- it's like, come on, man, you got to do he's better. He's like than bad that. at it. He's bad Dude, at, that, at being a bad host. guy. Yeah, those sequences are so funny. Um, he has a line when he's leaving prison. When he's tell he tells that guy, he's like, "You're not in here. It's just your body." Yeah, you know, like yeah, that was a good line. Stupid quips. Um, um, but yeah, he gets released because uh, his friend was found dead in Mexico, mm-hmm. so they consider it case closed. Um, right. The murderer is dead, so there's no one to charge. Right. So, I think, he, so he leaves, and then, like, it doesn't even say, like, he greets a dog, like he knows the dog. Yeah, he, like, heads back to his apartment, and or no, he heads to the bar, and then yeah. he, like, that's where he takes his messages. We never see the bar again. Right. Ever also, again. yeah. Great, also, great ham and cheese the there. Also, a ham and cheese sandwich is only twenty five cents. Seventies, brother. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I would Might go be for a, a twenty five cents discount. I was actually a little bit upset that he didn't get a sandwich. I would have gotten yeah. a sandwich. I would have gotten a sandwich. I was talking about 100%. the new sandwiches, and the bartender was like a little bit excited about them. He's like, "These are pretty freaking good, dude." <laughs> He's like, "I got hot sandwiches, man," and I'm like, "A twenty five cent hot che- ham and cheese, like that sounds." I'll take it any day. Primo. Take it. Sounds. Chill. You just you got out of prison. You probably ate prison food. I do hear that. I feel like he didn't eat. He didn't eat? I feel Three like days. Eat cig- Dude, he eats cigarettes. Like, that's true. That's all he, he is does. just chain smoking. He's like sickly thin. Like, uh, you ever seen The Mechanist with Christian Bale? Yeah. He's just fucking, he's all dead. <laughs> he's like 80 pounds. <laughs> it's like right before he made Batman Begins, right? He yeah, went from yeah. Like he gained like 90 pounds. pounds. Like yeah. yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, I like the subversion of like the classic noir trope that we talked about last week with like the femme fatale singing a song in a bar. He goes in and it's like this like dumpy old, old guy dude. like singing the theme that was um, a nice guy i like that guy yeah he was nice he was and a he was great like, guy oh, it sounds good yeah <laughs> he was dumpy dude he's we're expecting like a hot <laughs> woman guy. and it's just like some guy in a bar yes. with another guy who's selling 25 cent ham and cheeses he's it was like a nice like it's not the classic also kind of weird that he gets his messages at the bar right that yeah that's what i was saying like it's so weird and they don't i thought that was going to be established like as his like in quotes like office but like they His don't go base. back. They don't go back ever. Not once. He's he's an unorthodox PI man. It's so strange to me though. Like usually like, it, in I, a noir, like the if the detective goes to his office, he like has a set office. Like yeah. and it was setting it up to be that and it just didn't end up being that at all. Yeah. It was a one scene done. This is just getting me from this point to my next case. Yeah. So his next case Very weird. is a woman whose husband is missing. Um her they live in the same place. Eileen? What's her name? Yes. Yeah, Eileen. Yeah, it is Eileen. They live in, they the, live same in the same neighborhood place as, as Terry, Terry and, his and his wife did. Yeah. Great running character, the fucking doorman who does all the celebrity impressions. Yeah, yeah that guy was he great. Was yeah. 
I felt bad um, for that. He had guy a, a really times. good Jimmy Stewart. Like it was really Great fucking. He did do a really good Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I didn't know anyone else he was doing, so I, I can't comment on the veracity of them. But the Jimmy Stewart was That's great. That's true. Yeah, they seemed um, good yeah. though. He was putting like body language into everything. Yeah, they like, did a weird um, limp thing at one point. Like, yeah, with the when he was trying to fuck with Harry, or when yeah. Philip was trying to fuck with Harry. Yeah, I wonder if that guy who played the. Um, uh, the guy who does impressions. I wonder if, like, in real life in the 70s, he was, like, known for impressions. I feel know? like he had to have been. Because it's such a random, like, trait for a, a C-list character to yeah. have. You the know? director like, was like, listen, we're going to have my buddy, and he's fucking <laughs> good at impressions, dude. <laughs> he was a mean Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. He's workshopping a few others. Let's. He's uh, workshopping them. We're, yeah. we're not a hundo, but, like, the Jimmy Stewart is fucking raw dog in it, dude. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> so yeah. Is, it, uh, it seems like on. he would be, because a lot of his... I'm oh, looking at the up? guy. <laughs> I was leaving he, it up to spurious knowledge, dude. <laughs> he apparently voiced Rabbit in Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. a bunch. Okay. Including in Kingdom Hearts, I think it said. Did it What's say his name? That character is known for impressions. Ken Samson. Uh, he's listed in here as... All right, well, cool. Colony anyway, Guard. Um, so... At this point, I think I think I noticed it at the bar, yeah. but uh, in a, a lot of internal shots, it might have even been inside Eileen's house. Is her name Eileen? Am I fucking that? It up? is Eileen. I, it is, I right? just wrote yes. it down. Yeah, Eileen, Eileen Wade. Wade. All right, cool. There's like a, a really great like hazy filter on the camera uh, that actually reminded me of like a lot of Black Lagoon. You know, remember how I talked about how like a lot of the exterior shots, especially in Black Lagoon, kind of have like a haze. And I didn't like them in that context. I do like them in this context. All yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so super hypocritical, obviously. But yeah, what damn, the fuck, uh, brother. I think it. I think it. I get it. You didn't like Black Lagoon. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up. No, I'm just kidding. I enjoyed myself. With um, Black Lagoon. So. So he gets to Mrs. Wade's house after talking to the guard. The She's Jimmy got Stewart the meanest impression. fucking dog in the world. Bro, first of all, the meanest if dog, but also that the dog, dopest dude. house. That's the sweetest fucking house. Like, it's the whole house this movie are awesome. It has, like, a tree inside of it. Great greenery. The house is so green on the inside. Um, it's very modern, too, with a lot of windows. Yeah, and it's got, like, an insane, like, view out onto the beach in the reading room. Private beach, and, yeah. Yeah, private beach. Like, come they on. They have a mother-in-law suite-ish, kind of, like, where yeah, the something. dude stays. Yeah. Um, also, can we the, talk about how it was kind of weird, the entrance into this whole, like, community with all, like, the like the maid and the butler and stuff outside sweeping. And yet whenever he went into this house, like, yeah, it's a dope house, but it doesn't seem like the kind of house that would be in a place where the houses have maids and butlers. You know what I mean? Doesn't it though? You don't think so? It would be expensive as fuck to live there. Yeah. I guess. I I don't know. That's just on a private beach in LA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. never mind. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like, it's a, it's a facet of the fact that it's, lived in by like a legendarily drunk author that it's kind of like a little shabby inside you know but like it's yeah. not i still think it's an incredible place yeah the he running gave me bit, an Ernest hemingway vibe yeah he, yeah I, I wrote that down he has to be based on hemingway yeah like, there's no way that he's not big beard um, drunk right he, living on the beach yeah. assuming uh, presumably writing about beach stuff yeah <laughs> he reminds he me also of gordon fisherman just like hemingway who's gordon fisherman the fish sticks guy Trust the God, it's fishing. No? Like, you that see the commercials? That was great. I love that. Aw, <laughs> oh, come on. The Gordon's I hope fishing. Abby uses that sound clip for Instagram. 
This you episode is not up. sponsored by fish sticks. Gordon's fish. Dude, fuck fish sticks. I have a very formative childhood memory of the, like, the worst part of the Lion King, and I ate spoiled fish sticks like right Ooh. at the time where the hyenas come on screen, fuck. and I like, never had fish sticks ever again. You were crying and vomiting? Yeah, it's like so gross. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fuck. fish stick person. We never really had them in, in the house as a kid. That we I mean, me either. Anymore. We never really had them, but I just remember we seeing the commercials. My mom liked us to be healthy. We had like no sweets, Are no fish good shit. Are fish super healthy? Aren't they fried? I mean, I think as as healthy as fried oven food can get. Maybe I don't know. They're healthier than better. Better burgers. for you than chicken nuggies. I mean, isn't fish better than chicken? I don't know. By default, you think so? Don't know. I'm not a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, that dude's definitely based on Ernest Hemingway. Trevor just sent us a picture of whoever he's talking about in the Discord. The Gordon's Fisherman. All right, How do you, cool. uh, come on that dude is, that's just like a classic that's a great picture. fisherman he looks like hemingway yeah big beard anyways yellow, yellow raincoat that's uh, what anyways. i thought we didn't talk about the vicious dog at all you guys really no, skipped I, over i, no, I, sorry. I, I kept trying to go mean. back to it that was my next note the running gag with him and the dog is like my favorite thing um, it's a good bit film. and with the with bit. um robert right that's his name robert roger Wade. roger 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 wade he just, the dog uh, doesn't like him either. <laughs> no, hates him, and he just screams at him the whole time and like bangs on the window. Yeah, I um, feel like this is also that time period where because was it back then? Pitbulls weren't the ones that got the bad rap. It was Dobermans, Dobermans. and uh, yeah. Rottweilers. Yeah, I got it, attacked by a pack of Dobermans as a kid in California. So. Oh fuck! Yeah. Really? That's yeah, crazy. I hated dogs for a long time. Damn. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I am a cat I guy, so... I've came around. I've come around. I love dogs okay. and cats, but... Yeah, I'm a It dog reminds guy. me of those memes where it's like, oh, it don't bite, and then it's just like <laughs> screaming and jumping at people. Yes, it do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. That's a great vine. <laughs> so good. Um, so, Eileen has reached out because her husband is missing. She explains he's a notorious drunk, and he does tend to go missing during... She's benders. got a beat-up face. She has a beat up face, yeah. Which she yeah. says because she fell out of the bed, right? That's what she said. Yeah, yes. or like, and he, he, like, Marlo says mm-hmm. something about like walking into a door or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where she corrects him to something also ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes looking for him, uh, Roger Wade. He's like an author. She says he does this frequently, but he's not usually gone as long as he's been gone. Is that what it was? Yeah, he always yeah. does it when also, he wants to sober up, basically. Also, right. he's not at his usual places. That's there what she go. says. But he okay. does yeah. go to the usual place, right? I don't know. But these people are just real. These people are the sketchiest motherfuckers. So, like they, so he goes to a rehab center. That's seemingly like down the street. It's like in the same complex. <laughs> Something, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, it's like Doctor V. Doctor V. Yeah, because uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger has a bunch of notes saying, "Doctor V, Doctor V, please help me." Doctor V. His name is Doctor Veringer. Veringer. Um, this guy, which is, is also that actor, master. I recognized from something else, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, he's the he's the minister from Wedding Crashers. He's like oh. the pastor. He's like the old. That they drink with, he's like quiet the entire movie, and at the end of Wedding Crashers, like one of the main two guys has a drink with him. I didn't see it, but I, I, I looking at his at photo all. again, I totally remember. I have he's seen the, Wedding Crashers, but I don't remember that. He's yes. the grandpa in the Disney movie Luck of the Irish. There you go. So he's a you guys remember Irish that? Guy. Did you ever watch Never that? It. Never. It's, he, it's about leprechauns, but he's <laughs> a leprechaun, 
<laughs> you don't say. With a name like Luck of the Irish. <laughs> he looks like a fucking leprechaun. His, he does. Like, his introduction of him, like, like prancing through the fucking backyard of this hospital. Yeah. Like, Dude's like 5'1". So weird. Yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, so kind of a weird energy at that hospital or whatever. Yeah, the moment he clinic. shows up and he asks them, hey, do you guys know where uh, Roger is? Roger Wade? And they're like, we've never heard of that person ever before. And he, like, and he shows a picture because he, he has a book with uh, his picture on the back of it. And they don't even look at it. They just say that person isn't here. Yeah, it's very strange. It's so sketchy. Those nurses are so fucked up. They remind me of just like the like disturbed nurses from like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I guess maybe not as evil, but um, definitely just, sketchy. Yeah, they're so weird. And they're so obvious about the fact that they don't know who or where he is. Like we've never had him here before. It's like, got, like yeah. you literally could have said almost anything else. And he's like, where's Dr. V or Dr. Veringer? And they're like, oh, he's not here. As yeah, he's literally like, he's out for like the week or whatever. Yeah, and he's literally standing right there. He is, yeah. It ends up being the guy that's right there. But, uh, I love yeah, that. So, so he leaves uh, after I think they ask who he is, and he just says, I'm a guy looking for Roger, <laughs> or something along those lines. He doesn't so- tell him who he is, but he bounces and goes back out the front door, and he goes like around to, to sneak into the back of this complex. To and try then to Behringer immediately... Yeah, and then Behringer immediately runs out and looks at his car, and is yeah, like, oh, oh he's not in the... Yeah, it's like he's not in the car, and the nurses come out with him for a minute, and then he shoes the nurses back inside and starts very obviously following him. Just like, he does, yeah. So obvious. I think it's another one of those things um, with Marlo where he's like, uh, like, like how he was with the cops, where he's just like, he doesn't care. Like, he's just trying to do his, like, thing, and just eventually he's going to have to notice these people directly next to him but it's not yeah. going to be right now. <laughs> like he doesn't care. And I think he knows that his not caring is going to give him more information than if he did more information and more time. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, he's, he's walking around and then he's just trying to ask people and everyone shushes him. Did yeah. you notice that every I single did. person it, he talked to shushed him? Well, the, the nurses were like very hands on, and like weird with the guests that's like another thing where it's like kind of disturbing like the one of the male nurses that like is walking with someone has like his hand like in the person's pants from the back to like keep them close yeah it's like, but like it was like really fucking weird <laughs> it's like it was weird it was but it so was like it was more like he just had a hand like he had his he, he was gripping his waistband so he like had a hold on him yeah so i guess this like, guy couldn't fuck? run away exactly <laughs> like that's because like then also we see um uh later on when he comes back to this place uh at nighttime we see him with uh or dr wade or sorry R- roger wade with dr Beringer talking about how roger needs to write him a check and it's yeah. just like more of this like really fucked up like stuff where like this this rehab center is like controlling people so much like in a scary way you oh know? yeah, Veringer is crooked as hell. Yeah. He is so crooked. Like he also doesn't end up mattering that much in the story. He comes he back later on, but like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, when I he comes it, like, back, I, I guess it like makes Roger snap or some shit later, but like I um, have my theory, yeah, about what his like importance is in the story, but overall, once he comes back the second time in the story, 
or the third time, I guess, we don't. It, he he disappears forever, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super weird, but yeah. And then finally, Beringer catches up with him and is like, "Uh, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just looking for." Or I take it you're not Dr. Varinger, right? And then the people immediately go, Hello, Dr. Varinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking got him. Just immediately rat him out, which was fantastic. Yeah, but then he leaves, and then he comes back later, like we were saying, and then grabs Roger before he's able to sign the check and brings Roger back to his house. Um, Roger is such a drunk bastard. <laughs> yeah, insane. also... He's before like, like he even goes and even gets when he's her, sober he's drunk yeah for sure but even before he goes and gets him he goes back to the wife and is like hey i found him he's at this place and she's like oh can you bring him back and he's like shouldn't you come like you're his wife yeah and she's like no he's more fine with strangers than he is with me and i'm like what yeah i mean their marriage sucks i mean their marriage also, is awful she's i mean she's just trying to keep marlo off the trail of the Lennox case at this point, right? Like, is that not what her I entire guess. game is? Yeah, I mean, her whole thing, like, we find out a lot more of it later, is basically just, like, throwing him off the scent with, like, different things that she's giving him. Yeah. Like, even yeah. towards the end, where, like, she's saying, like, Roger had something to do with it. It's just, like, stuff to, like, throw him off, you know? Right. True. Yeah, even, like, in this conversation, he's talking to her, like, before he goes and gets him, I think he brings up Terry again, and she says something... Uh, probably to be like, ah, uh, we kind of knew them because my note down at that point was she totally was friends with them or something. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she slips up at one point, right? Like she says, like you, like my, like our friend or my friend Terry, and then he's like, wait, what? And she's like, I mean, your friend Terry. Yeah. Like she, she indicates early on that she knows the Lennox family, um, and she tries to play it off like she doesn't, but I, you know, she fucks up. So like, the, you know, you have that classic. Um, and again, I think it's a trope of, of most noir, like the unreliable female uh, who's like kind of poses a femme fatale character, but uh, oftentimes turns out not to be, you know, as much smarter than they let on or is involved. she is a she is a bit of a femme fatale in this, but not for the same reasons as usual. Yeah. And also not really for um, Philip. She's, yeah. I guess. More for Roger, yeah. right? Or like more for Roger in a way. In a way, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I I like Roger a lot. He's not a super fleshed out character, but he's incredibly menacing. Like he's, he's an such asshole. a he's such an asshole. He's and such he's, an asshole. He's so and also, physically but, imposing. Oh, very. He's very intimidating. He looks dope. He looks yeah. like he would be on like a an old fishing boat. Yeah. Like giving you sage wisdom. But the yeah. sage wisdom is more like, stop being a pussy, go punch that guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got huge Hemingway energy. Um, speaking as someone who both enjoys Hemingway as an author and worked for the Hemingway family for a short period of time, running a social media page, like a lot of the stuff that he does and a lot of the the way he talks is like super ingrained in, in Hemingway, which is interesting. I don't really know why. It doesn't really serve a greater purpose, it doesn't seem like. I mean... No, it's just his character, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's dope, and he's a scary motherfucker. I would not want to fuck with him. Also, have you seen him? Like, a picture of him? Like, look at his IMDb picture. Like, that dude 
he looks cr- like crazy. I, he's in Doctor Strange Love apparently, which I didn't know. He's been in a bunch of really big movies. Um, I mean, his name his is main Sterling profile- Hayden. Yeah, his main profile photo looks almost nothing like what he looks like in this movie. No, nothing at all, which is really interesting. I it, I guess like this was more towards the end of his career, but he was in the fucking Godfather. Yeah, he was in. I mean, Doctor Strange Love. I don't remember him in, but. Yeah, I don't know. He he's great. He's great. He's a a scary man. He's a very big and imposing man. And For he's sure, good at, he's really good at this role. Um, so after he gets Roger home, yeah, with this weird mind control thing almost going on with Doctor V. Yeah, well, they come back to that at the part after the party, right? Like exactly. I think there's, yeah. There's a, yeah. So, so he goes. So Marlo goes back to his apartment. Right, and it's like almost as if he's about to rest, I think. But then, the gangster comes. Is that, do I have the timing right on that? Um, yeah, Hardy uh, Augustine. My next note is that the some thugs yeah. come and rough him up. Yeah. And and poor Joanne. Dude, Marty Augustine is fucking crazy. Like I, my thought when I when Joanne. Oh, like, is that the lady they're... who gets bottled? Yeah. yeah. Even like when we first see her, even in the car. My first thought was she is somehow going to end up with these hippie women upstairs. <laughs> like she's gonna, she's gonna come up and then they're gonna talk to her for a minute and she is gonna end up leaving this gangster guy. Nope. And hanging out with the the hippie that doesn't happen obviously, but that was yeah. my thought. I was like, oh, that's gonna be cool. Very and much then, not the case. No. Yeah. So he. So. So there's a bunch of thugs at Milo's apartment. Um. It turns out to be this guy, Marty Augustine, who we've heard about throughout the film, kind of peripherally. Like, Terry Lennox used to yeah. run with Marty Augustine, and Marlo, I think, has maybe done work for Marty Augustine in the past, or is, like, kind of a tangential relationship to him, but um, they're waiting downstairs for him, and they bring him up to the apartment, because, like, I remember... Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're by, they don't know which car. apartment's his. Yeah. They right. just know he lives in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because then they're, they're like, oh, shit, you got the penthouse. Yeah, so they, they and all then go they're upstairs. like ogling the 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 titty women. Yeah, um, for lack of a better term, they uh, they are fucking up his apartment too when they're looking for the cash. Yeah, like, like he's like what? he's like whoa! What? Like the guy immediately just knocks out a lamp. He <laughs> just like, shoves it right down. The guy's like, what? He's like, the, what the cash fuck? is definitely not in the lamp. Like, come yeah. on! <laughs> and then Augustine's like, all right, guys, go easy. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The tonal shifts in this film, and I know I mentioned it a lot, and. Uh, parasite probably too much because we were drunk um and it was our first episode but <laughs> yeah good times but i shout think out the, to when we could hang out in person feels bad yeah, man fuck yeah me, dude. was that like three <laughs> months ago now two months how long has it been too long it wasn't months? three months it was march <laughs> it was, too, it was um, like two it was actually probably like two months ago today honestly <laughs> that's fucked uh so the tonal shit like i i like how this movie can turn on a dime from like admittedly pretty dry humor but humor nonetheless to like this scene is like really vicious i mean yeah yeah it's fucked up like that augustine drinks his last sip of coke yeah and then just uh well joanne comes up to the apartment right she's told to wait in the car but she like got bored or whatever the fuck so she 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 got scared scared. yeah oh she heard a noise yeah and he like jokes it he's like oh it's probably just like a, a dog like a street dog so she comes up and he's like, I mean, I feel her. Like, she's alone by herself in the back of a car yeah. in, like, a sketchy part of LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so she comes up and 
they were being very menacing, and then he like kind of softens up Marty and brings her in and sits her down and asks her if she wants a drink and yada yada. Talks about and how then, he loves her and shit. Right, like all this nice stuff. And then there's she asks for a Coke. There's a bottle of Coke in the fridge, but it's mostly it's mostly been consumed. Yeah, Marty who finishes a it. glass bottle of Coke with literally like maybe like a sip, one, maybe Dude, a sip left. Marlo, man, he's feeding his. Cat he's like, I can't finish it. Egg. Yeah, come on, I got some saving this shit for the cat. Put this Coke back for in the, the cat. fridge. It'll be fine. It's flat. It's ugh. So Marty finishes it and then just like breaks the bottle across Joanne's face. And I got he's like, I do this to someone shot. I love. And yeah, like, what do you like think I'll do to you? She's like very bloody and she's screaming and it's like pretty horrific. Honestly, I forgot it how violent it is. I don't um, think that bottle would break. It's a that, those are hard bottles. <laughs> those were hefty bottles back in the day, man. Even now, they're thick bottles. I, love I don't Trevor think it would have this reputation of like the realism police for the movies and TV shows that we watch. It's like nah, he it's always is, <laughs> but I'm with him on this one. Like that would take a, a, an incredible yeah, I mean, amount of force to break. He's a little. He's face. a little guy too. Like he's not very big. Um, no. But yeah, so he smashes this coke bottle on Joanne's face, and she's horrifically bloodied up and yeah it reminds me of like um like 70s horror it's like yeah it's like that much like blood and like out of nowhere and fucked up it's like it It was was like like, whoa am i watching like fucking friday the 13th right now (laughs) yeah it's really shocking and even on my third watch it was like very affecting to me i was like jesus fucking christ like this guy doesn't fuck around obviously and you know so it, it it does what it's supposed to do in terms of setting the tone for who this guy is um and then, like Trevor mentioned, he's, you know, I did this to someone I love, and you're not even someone I like, I think is his line, right, as he leaves. Some along those lines, yeah. Um, yeah, every time we see this guy, he's, like, on the edge of, like, maiming um, Marlo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, like, almost there. <laughs> he says, that's someone I love, and you I don't even like. I think that's, that's the yeah. thing it is. Um, Which, I understand the process behind it, but also... What? Like, no. <laughs> what yeah. are you thinking, like, this is how dude? Crazy I am. It's a I'll bizarre demonstration. This innocent woman. Yeah, it's very strange. Um. So, but then they leave right on that note. They get her. You know, he's like, get her out of here. Yeah, um, and he has his boy supposed to be watching him. Uh, what's his name? Fucking Harry. Harry's Harry. supposed to be watching. But uh, Marlo. But Marlo, Marlo does... is so smooth in getting out of there, though. Dude, he does the classic noir, go out a different entrance to follow Sprint them. Sprint down. Just those... like Joseph Gordon-Levitt did in Brick when he leaves the party and runs out the back. Shout out I, have yeah. a, I have a big all-caps note. There's that run out a different entrance to track the baddie move. Shout out Brick. That was yeah. like my Shout out Brick. Thing, right? So, again, classic noir move. Um, so then he... This is also a noir-only podcast, I will say that, guys. So if you're listening out there, get ready for more noir. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't not. I mean, I didn't want to bring another album. Yeah, we'll move move away from it. (laughs) My next one's totally a noir film. (laughs) (laughs) I got to start thinking of some some other uh, more varied things. <laughs> no, dude. I like. I couldn't not. You know, we've done we've done some themeish episodes. We did two Black Lagoons. We did two Hitchcocks. I think it's fair to do two noir. You know, like, that's true. We we do run in pairs. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to copy whatever Trevor does next. I'm. Uh, so, so he follows so he, him back to Rogers. So he runs house. out. The they back. live in the same yeah. development. So it turns out it turns out that they're going to to Rogers' house, and then Marty has like. It's not really a heated discussion, but it seems very serious discussion with Eileen. Um, yes. And 
you know, Elliot Gould is like very uh, slick in this whole thing, or Philip Marlowe is very slick in this whole maneuver. He only manages to get to the house because Joanne, who again is left alone in the car at this point, though she's obviously her face is bloodied up. She like she's gets still out screaming. of the car she and tries like, to, to escape, run, like, blindly run down the street, screaming at the top of her lungs. She almost so, gets hit by a car. Almost gets hit by a car. The two guys who are left to watch the door into the house run after her, at which point Marlo sneaks in, watches through a bush. Some kind of conversation is had. So at this point, we now know that there's some connection between everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like Because Augustine was at Marlo's apartment because he thinks that Marlo has Terry Augustine, or Terry Lennox's money. Um <laughs> God. Yes. Um, thinks that he has Terry Lennox's money, so now we know there's a connection between Augustine, Lennox, and now the Wade family because they go to Eileen's house. So, something. It looks right. like he threatens her dog too in that conversation. Did you notice really? that? No, I didn't. I know he's like doing a lot the of dog like, was pointing. mean. It dog looked like he when he, like, like towards the end, it looked like he pointed at the dog and like was threatening her, really? like if you don't pay up or something, the dog's gonna get it or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, that I'm was just get my, my dog. <laughs> I mean, that John Doberman's Wick, right? done. Um, he's Dober done. <laughs> Dober, that's horrible. That did not need to be said no. twice. <laughs> no. So, uh, so we so we cut, cut to that. <laughs> we cut to the next morning, uh, and Marlo's leaving the apartment like he never left, and comes down and he has the. That's just where he talks to Harry. Like he's like Harry, I'm proud to have you following me. Here's my address in uh, case you get lost address. in traffic. <laughs> yeah. Like, gives him the address. Here's where I'm going. You know, he doesn't want Harry to get in trouble. Harry's a nice guy. He means well. Yeah. Um, Harry's classic. He's in training. So, he's in training. Yeah, he's baddie in training. Yeah. So he, he goes to baddie. the Wade he's, House. He's dummy thick. <laughs> he goes to the Wade House, and when he gets there, Harry gets out immediately. And he's like, no, 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 Harry. You got to make – I can't see you. Yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to see you. And like, like goes get back, back. in the – Go back and wait in the car quietly, and then, then he tries to like jump the door and just hangs and he on opens the door. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. hanging on. Great, great little bits, and then you also have another reappearance of the the impressionist guard. Uh, yes, Marlo tells him there's a guy coming in behind me. He is a huge fan of some celebrity I never heard of. Yeah, some guy. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so the guy goes, oh really, really, and does this like ridiculous impression. And Harry's like, what the fuck are you doing? And is then, it the last time we see him? The guard, yeah, I think so. Um, oh no, we see him when they're like, "Did you see that guy blow by?" Right, that's a, that's after this. Uh, no, that was before this. Before. That was before this. That was oh, the man. night before. Shit. Maybe this is the last yeah. time then. Damn, yeah, rip. I think it is. Yeah, because he doesn't ever mention the fact that. Well, he's got Marlo no more impressions that he can do. Yeah, he, just he ran out of impressions. <laughs> he ran out. He's those those are... three. Those are the two he's workshopping, and he's an expert, Jimmy Stewart. Um, <laughs> This is where right, we find out so, that the wife, uh, Eileen, wants to leave her husband because he's a fucking drunk. Right. I guess we kind of already had hinted at that, but that's where, like, she had really just kind of said it because they start having conversations with each other, and she's like, I'm going to fucking leave you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was super weird. Like, he, um, Philip shows up, and then Roger's like, can you go wait, like, on the beach? Uh, yeah. I have to have a conversation with my wife. I thought he was like killer. What the really? hell? Yeah. Like it was just so weird. It's very strange. He, yeah, he's just and, like then, a scary and then dude. Marlo like wants to leave, and the wife is like, "No, please stay." So like, yeah. I can kind of see where you're at, where she was like yeah. maybe holding him there for protection. Yeah, like just so he's near. But it was bad I could vibes. see that. 
bad it's energy. A, it's a fucked up situation. Dope yeah. house. It's so messed up. <laughs> Great house. Um, so then Marla goes Roger outside. drinks at fucking early as hell. Yeah, Roger and I, we've had, had that conversation about, you know, whatever. It's like a classic, like, alcoholic apologizing to his, like, distressed partner about, I'm sorry, I do these things, yada, yada, yada. Then there's, like, a the end, he almost, it looks like he's about to hit her, but he doesn't. He calls Marlo back in, and then I think Eileen leaves, right? And then he and Marlo sit down and have that, like, drink talk. She, Yeah, she leaves with the pup, and we see her leave also, like, as they're, like, calling to her again, and she just doesn't turn around, and they just yeah. start drinking. Yeah. What is up with their outfits, by the way? What do you mean? They're dope. She's got that, like, long, weird dress with the hat and it's the a beach whole dress. Nine... That's a beach outfit. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's nice. I don't know. I just felt like both her and Roger's outfits were kind of out there and crazy well roger's but. dressed like hemingway yeah like to a t hemingway always wore khakis and a white shirt with like a little rope belt and i feel then, like that's just classic beach that's yeah beach formal and eileen is just yeah she's beach formal so they said that i have a long talk i don't really recall the contents of that talk that marlo and roger have um yeah i didn't write anything down about that my next note is that uh he gets a five thousand dollar bill in the mail yeah same I actually skipped I that had whole no idea that too. was a thing. <laughs> yeah. It was, but the reason they stopped using them was it was too easy it's to ridiculous. <laughs> no, it was too easy to smuggle money for oh. drugs and stuff uh like across borders with such big like 5k in like $100 bills is a big chunk of cash. So it's hard to get that like something like that across the border where like a 5k bill tuck that in your wallet. That's a yeah. lot of money between a couple ones. Yeah, put that in your sock, you know, easy go. Exactly. Like, that's easy to smuggle, whereas, like, the small denominations make it really hard to smuggle large amounts of cash. Yeah, that's why they got rid of $2 bills, you know? They did not. $2 bills are still a thing. (laughs) You can Um, still get them. So the the next scene, uh, what was it again, Will? It's the party at the house, right, at this point? I don't, is yeah, there anything I'll call between... it that. Oh, no, also, they goes to Mexico next. He goes to Mexico. Does he know who has who sent him the $5,000 bill? Yeah, Terry. He signed yeah, it. Yeah, it writes he signed it. He wrote a little letter. I missed that. I'm sorry, He's Terry. like, ya boy, Terry. Oh, shit. So, then, so that's why he knows he's not dead. Yeah, and there's like a long mm. take of like two dogs banging when he gets to Mexico that so like strange. holds for like way too long. Yeah. Like oh, long disturbingly too long. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So he goes to Mexico um, to, to investigate the death and to see, like, to talk to the cops about who made, like, who, I guess, were at did the, the investigation where he died. Yeah, where Terry's supposed he to be. He wants died. more info, basically, yeah. And we yeah. also get the long funeral procession take, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. That take also takes way too long, though. I don't understand why they're holding on these shots like longer but it's like it's so weird though because like it doesn't really happen anywhere else in the movie it's like only this part of the movie <laughs> yeah it's like a little maybe bit they were strange. on location and they wanted to make it count maybe it does seem like all the mexico stuff lasts longer yeah or not not lasting longer time length but like but there's they long hold shots. on shots more than yeah. they do in la when la they're like doing a normal movie where they're like jumping around yeah. shots and here True. they're just like, all right, this is where we're at. We're zooming. <laughs> we're zooming, dude. We're showing in this fucking countryside. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after he goes and talks to the coroner and that one police detective, which I guess they were the only two that ever did anything with this case, apparently. Yeah. Those guys great are great. Cop car. I like They them. are great, great characters. Uh, we immediately then go back to a party happening. Yeah. 
So it's a party at the Wade House. They're singing the long goodbye. It's lots of hippies. It seems like a great party. It yeah. does. It's Bang so like weird, though. Before so all the everyone... fucked up shit that happens, this party yeah. would have been a good time. Yeah. It was a good time up until that stuff started happening. But it's so weird. Everyone was having such a great time and then immediately just shuts up the moment one thing happens. Well, I mean, they well, it's drama. It's a Roger. huge drama. I, guess. I mean, he, to be fair, he called everyone over to do a cheers. And then the fucking doctor shows up. And makes he it starts mocking the doctor. And then the doctor slaps Roger in the face. And the doctor does is, want to do it in private, though. Yeah, he does. But and and trans- Roger's, Roger's drunk as fuck. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Everybody can stay. Yeah. And so <laughs> and he gets, gets slapped in the face. Slapped. And I guess that's like another thing about the hyp- hypnosis. Because he like gets all weird and like stuttery and whatever the fuck, you know. So it's like clearly the doctor I has think some the control doctor, over him. The doctor definitely like hypnotized him or something into also, I guess, minor spoiler for an upcoming scene, killing himself a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's the next scene, so like, it's not yeah. even really. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. the doctor slaps him. He like snaps out of being drunk, but like also snaps into like a stupor almost. Yeah. He starts like you know, walking in circles and like rubbing his head, and he oh, falls asleep oh, oh, oh. right after he signs the check. Yeah, he goes and signs the and check kicks everyone out. Everyone has to go home. Marlo stays for dinner with Eileen. Yeah. Um, Roger's asleep on the porch. It's like a full fucking feast, too. Yeah, she cooks yeah. like a fat meal. And like, Marlo, he talks about it, too. He's like, he's like, whoa, this is like the best I've eaten in, like, months. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Probably because like he all... didn't eat for the three days he was in prison, according and to And he Jacob. only eats raw eggs and, uh, and, and, cigarettes. and fucking cigs. Cottage cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Dip that raw egg in that cottage cheese. So they have a, it's, all, it's a pretty pleasant, like, scene. And then all of a sudden, he starts, like, needling her about Terry Lennox and... And uh, Terry's wife, and he's like, yeah, he starts really questions. going hard at this point. Yeah, because I does. think he knows at that point, like, what's going on? Because Terry's still alive. Um, I don't think he lets well, that on, but he knows. At I don't point. think he. Sh- I don't think he's sure that Terry's alive even at this point. No, what but do you mean? He, knows he just sent him the thing. He got the letter, but that letter could have been sent before he died. I guess that's true. All this does happen in like not that very, long of a time yeah, span. It's so. pretty quick. That's he, true. It, yeah. So anyway, he's suspicious. He's you know. Classic P.I. Oh, I'm sure he's suspicious, um, but he starts, crazy. He starts asking her much more pointed questions than he's been asking up until this point. Super upfront. And then that, all of a sudden, you see in the background, like through the window where they are, like Roger getting up and like walking down the beach like, towards the ocean, and then... In the ocean. In the ocean, and then she notices... Really crazy waves. Yeah, it's like Pacific. a crazy storm. So then, I honestly, I love this shot. I know, Cobb, you mentioned it was kind of a weird one, but, like, the the whole scene of them running down to the beach after him as he's, like, drifting further and further out to sea, and all you hear is the waves crashing and them, like, crying yeah. and screaming. Yeah. His well, I mean, run. I, I feel Phillip's like I run say was that because weird, it, right? seems, uh, yeah. it seems, like, super real, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, like, they don't... I don't know. They don't do any stuff that you'd normally see, like in a in a cinematic uh, medium, where like no. they like cut around or like go into the water or anything, or like have yeah. like good sound. It's like kind of like trash quality sound, but it's really raw waves. Yeah, and like and it's just people struggling in the water. Like yeah. it emphasizes just that struggling. like they just they like they clearly were not trained as like really good swimmers <clears throat> or anything. No. They were just like normal people struggling to save someone. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's emphasizing almost like we're looking in on this 
Like, we're voyeurs on this whole thing that's happening. We're not supposed right. to be there. Definitely, yeah. I think it's super similar like, to the, the Coke bottle scene where it's like, whoa, like, this is harrowing, you know? Like, this is mm-hmm. a scary moment. And uh, I don't know, get why Philip... Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, you go, go, go. You were in the middle. Um, Like we mentioned, we obviously have that, that little moment of levity where he's like, take my tie, and, like, gives it to her. But, like, the rest of it is pretty horrifying. And uh, yeah. I mean, can you even imagine something like that happening? Like, watching Absolutely someone, like, not. drown yeah. themselves and then yeah. you can't do anything about it because, like, the waves are too crazy? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, also, Philip, I felt like, kept turning around and going back. Like, did you I notice that? I think he was that? trying like, to fight the waves. Like, sometimes you can't. But, like, why did he turn around? Straight. He also might have been concerned about Eileen also getting drowned, you know? I guess, but, like, I don't know. I just sometimes it felt like. They almost were like, okay, you're getting too close to him. You need to, like, go back a little bit so it seems like you can't make it to save him. Yeah. Or whatever. I feel like if that would have been the case, though, they would have cut, like, to a different angle Maybe, or but, like, I just thought it was weird that he kept turning around and, like, he would walk back a little bit towards Eileen and then go back out again. And it's like, why are, you though, do- yeah. why are you doing that? That's, like, okay, sure. Maybe the waves are bad or something, but it just yeah, felt I mean, he weird could have been to me. scared, you know. And his run down the beach was ridiculous. Hilarious. Yeah, fast, it was hilarious. Um, just like, oh my god. <laughs> so that's like a pretty lengthy scene. Um, Very. It lasts for a and little bit. And then yeah. the the like the final shot before the authorities arrive is the dog with the cane. Which yeah, is like super fuck fucking haunting. great scene. Um, yeah, like crazy. Great shot. shot. Even when the police are there, the dog's just running up and down the beach. Yeah, with he's a cane. good boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. He fetched the stick. That's, that's he's not sad. a good boy. He's 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 a bad pup. <laughs> no, good boy. He fetched stick. <laughs> All right. So they're on the beach and they're talking to the police and to the you know the medics or whatever. And it someone for some reason is passing around a bottle of alcohol and like Marlo. It's like the only time Marlo's I see him drunk. Yeah, Marlo like was very drunk. So drunk. I was and actually kind of. I I had no. I caught me off guard. I was like, why is he so loaded? <laughs> He's yeah. like so fucking drunk. Well, I mean, it seemed like the the alcohol was there because everyone was freezing, and they had to be on the beach to talk to the cops. So someone brought liquor out to warm people up, but Wouldn't clearly he, he was coffee? just like he was just hitting the sauce. It takes too long to make coffee. And also, it doesn't take that. Roger, <laughs> Roger Wade, probably not a coffee guy. Like, he was drinking liquor at 7 a.m. until he went to or bed. Go inside. I, I feel anyway, like <laughs> the liquor was there yeah. for some reason. The liquor and, was there. Because they watched someone die. And Marlo does so. say, like, what are you doing with this liquor? Like, you know, he yells at a girl at, at one point because Eileen is drunk. But, like, then you realize, like, Marlo is sauced. And he. Completely. I bet he drove he, home, like, too. He loses it. He on, probably did the cop who arrested him originally right he's like screaming at them yeah he's like, my, my fucking friend is dead and you guys don't do shit like you've done nothing and he's and like I, I she's gonna testify that roger definitely was over there and he's yeah. like we know yeah. we yeah. know he was there we know when he left he had no way of killing her or something like that because yeah. this is also it's where insane. like eileen uh starts talking about how she thinks that roger had uh, an affair with uh what's her name sylvia terry's yeah. wife yeah and like that whole like little scenario that didn't end up being true right so it's another Fake. wrinkle in the story um but yeah that i mean marlo again like elliot gould was really good in that scene like just like he was when he sees the picture in the courtroom or like the interrogation room early in the film like he's like really heartbreaking in that moment too because uh, his friend is dead you know or so he's yeah. th- so he thinks at that point i guess 
Trevor, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all right, so then uh, we get another Marty the Augustine next scene, right? Yeah, Marty Augustine. This part is crazy. How about this also, cameo, dude? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Friggin' Arnie. Arnie, man. In like, some yellow fucking undies. Dude, like, disgustingly such, yellow undies. Such a great cameo. Like, that dude is like, so fucking enormous. Dude's jacked, because this is, like, He's, prime this is body Arnold Schwarzenegger. Days. Yeah, this yeah, is when this he is like, it, dude. He's getting his roles because he's jacked. So, kind of yeah. funny. He doesn't even well, not even, like, getting he? roles at this point, I don't think, because he's, like, uncredited in this. He's, like, is he's he just, really? like, an extra. Yeah, he's listed as uncredited on IMDb. That's amazing. I mean, is this his so, first like, appearance in a film? I don't know. Maybe, I didn't look into it, but it's probably one of his first, because he's be definitely incredible. not. He doesn't have a speaking line. He doesn't say anything. No. He just no, got he a grody little mustache and he's just like an insane, oily, insanely jacked body. person who has his <laughs> pants down for ninety percent of the scene, <laughs> so but like weird. just down enough to where the underwear is showing. It's like yeah. such a weird middle scenario. So in this scene too, I I thought that Joanne he was gonna like re-break Joanne's nose when he like brings her in. I was so terrified. Dude, I didn't know what the fuck was gonna. I thought he was gonna kill her. <laughs> um, this is his second role, for what it's worth. Of the Arnie, yeah, I was looking at that too. He was in um, Hercules in New York. Oh, did he as play Arnold Hercules? Strong, Mister Universe? Oh, okay, that makes sense. And that was he three was years before himself. this. Yeah. So this was him really getting into a role then, or like not even getting into a role, getting, <laughs> getting into, into an into extra a film. role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't have any notes in this scene besides "Hello, Arnold." It's like a. Uh, well, they fact, like yeah. So they start taking though. off their clothes, like I was saying. Everybody in the room, because Augustine makes them, because he's talking about how when he went to apologize to the lady that he broke her face um, in the hospital, he got completely naked to say that he had there that he wasn't hiding anything, and he wants Marlo to do this because he wants Marlo to prove that he's not hiding anything and doesn't have the money because he so doesn't weird. believe him. It's like such a like a convoluted fucking like what are you talking about? Doesn't make any fucking sense. You coked out freak. It's, it's also like, so weird that the friggin' five grand bill just fell out too. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's oh, like, I see you've got a fucking oh. five grand bill. Not many of those around. What's going on, my dude? <laughs> and he, and just then looks he immediately down, gets like a there. he gets a call from another room, and the guy's like, hey, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to fucking listen to this. And then he goes out to the other room, and then he just lets Marlo leave. He's like, no, we're Gucci, and he's yeah. got. He's got the bag of All cash the we see. Yeah. When, uh, when and he gives leave. the 5K bill back. He's like, for your troubles. Yeah. It is tense, though, because they do say to cut off his dick. Uh, they were going to cut Marlo's I, dick off. I don't think they were going to cut his entire dick off. I think he asked ha- Harry to do it because Harry's Jewish. And I think they were going to give him a circumcision. A circumcision. <laughs> you don't think he was circumcised in America? What? I don't most, know. But that's Most people what... in America are circumcised, Jewish or not. I know, but that was my like my they were, like, impression from on that the fact scene that Marlo was he was going like, to have Marlo him do, clearly like, a weird... has his foreskin. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but like that's just the impression I got was that is an insane impression. I've never in a million years I didn't about get that circumcision <laughs> in that moment. Like it just like when he said something to Harry, he's like, "Harry, you're something or another, like go to temple or something like that." Augustine then had he, the Star David necklace. I don't know, man. That's it's just the impression I, I got Harry from the was scene Jewish. was they were going to give him a circumcision in the office. Is, is it a part of Harry's character that he's Jewish? I didn't notice that. No, but I mean, he kind of <laughs> looks it, I guess. I don't know. Like that was my impression from the scene. I'm sorry. 
That's what I okay. got from it. No, that's fair. We're, that's what we're here for. We're here for impressions. Uh, well, I'm shook, dude. <laughs> I'm shook. Dude. I'm very shook. Anyway, so Marlo leaves. He's walking He's walking down out of the office or whatever, and he sees Eileen driving away. Um, that bitch. And so you get this great mm-hmm. So I assume she gave the money scene. back to him, right? Yeah, yeah, she did. I don't um, know, but this dude... All right, so this part of the, the movie I didn't understand fully because, like, he... How does he have this lung capacity? Dude smokes at least two packs a day. And he skinny, runs after dude. a car, keeps up with it. Yeah. I Mind you, it does stop at a couple stoplights, but Three red he's lights, keeping yeah. pace while it's moving. He's keeping good pace. It's a great scene. Just him, like, hoofing it after a fucking car. Hey... Hey. Is no one else <laughs> shook by that? <laughs> I didn't really. I didn't notice. I'm not a big realism in movies. It was guy. weird. Also, that she never heard him. Well, I think she was I, ignoring yeah, him. Yeah, I think she was ignoring him too. Um, really? Trevor, realism boy. You didn't think that the his, his smoking addiction would cause him to be able to not keep up with the car? I didn't even think about it. Trevor's night. This is where he doesn't come in. Trevor's like, listen, realism. Trevor was only thinking about that, that guns, potential circumcision. Baby. He doesn't care about lung capacity at that point. Circumcision. Um, I was so shook from the whole, all these guys getting naked in the office. The, yeah. We, like, we, we were fucking this close to seeing a peen. We were very close. It was upsettingly close. <laughs> so, so Marlo gets taken out by a car. Ends up in the hospital. Yeah, he gets fucking hit bad. And then the first shot in the hospital is a guy in a full body. <laughs> and you, they, like, it's a, it's it's a classic gag, but then it pulls out and, and it's Marlo's him also next to him. To him and yeah. he's like, that guy's fucked up. Yeah. And gives him the mini harmonica for some reason. That thing's dope, though. Great. It's, but it's why? Such a good what, payoff, what, what was though? the point? Who cares? Nice. The payoff is there. That's all that matters. You get a payoff for that. I don't know. That was weird. So he does like the classic um, switch. But then he goes back to. Yeah, he goes back to Wade's house. No one's there. They're packing up the apartment or the house. Yeah, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And the real estate lady won't say what happened. Like where? Uh, what? What happened to her? What happened to Eileen? Yeah. Like yeah. where'd she go? She's like, I can't tell you that. Just I can't tell you that. So I don't know. Like some of this seemed like some jumps in logic at times. You think so? There was a couple of bits where I was like. What parts? The when the cash showed up, uh, it seemed like Marlo almost knew that was going to happen because he was like, "My guardian angel helped me out" or something. I feel that's just and it just seemed like he almost. I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it. But I didn't think that. I just took it as him just being his classic self of like kind of nonchalant. He like doesn't care that much or like take anybody that seriously. Yeah. Like even though they said like these horrific things, he's like ah. He's like, I'm sure I'll get out of it because I'm me. Right. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's fair. It's like the classic like cocky pi. Yeah. So all right, all right. he goes to Mexico again, right? Is that the next scene? Yeah, back yep. down to Mexico. So he he has and that's when he, he starts the to ride in bribe the, the, uh, the gold cop car, which is great. Yeah, like, I think this is the biggest cop car I've ever seen. It's like a giant old Cadillac <laughs> or some shit like that. Um, it yeah, is. It's a boat. a boat. So he tries to bribe Jinx. them. To let them like, because he he's at that point, I guess, is kind of figuring out like what's going on. Doesn't think Terry's dead. Um, he's yeah, like, he gets them to admit it, right? Uh, and then, and then he goes to the estate um, where his friend is staying. And how did he find that out? It's no impossible idea. to say. It's 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 
completely impossible to say how he found it. Like the cops Maybe there him. was an address on the card. Was there an address on the card that he got with the money? Huh. If there was an address, he would have just gone straight there. Yeah. Well, he wanted to know for sure before he goes to an estate for no reason, my dude. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, don't... Making, up, I'm making up conclusions. I don't yeah. actually 100% this is, know. This is fair, um, Trev, on your point. But about he goes there, and jumps. then there's, like, a complete, like, just dump of information yeah. <laughs> in this, like, final, like, pretty short scene. But also, it's, like, yeah. not long at all. Great scene. It's a very good scene, but it's so short. It's, like, and they give you so much information. I love it. Like, I was, like, really having to listen. I was, like, because I, like, missed something at first, and I was, like, fuck. Yeah. I don't think this is going to last much longer. No, it didn't. So, basically turns out terry killed his wife because she was having an affair with roger wade right no he was having an affair with eileen with eileen oh, fuck other way yeah. and she found out yeah and he told roger or she told roger or was gonna tell roger yeah i think they were gonna tell yes. him i don't think roger actually knew anything okay i think roger God, you know, God rest his soul. He's just fucking dead because <laughs> he was drunk <laughs> and was yeah, hypnotized by Doctor V. So they were they were concerned that Roger would find out. So he yeah. killed his wife and fled, and then basically he still like, had the money. Yeah, he still had the money, but he didn't need it because he had her money now. Right. Yes, because he, he talks about at the end how he has more money than all of them combined, or, or something like that. Yeah. So he sent it back because it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, he basically kept it as like a way for, like, whenever he died to make it more believable, I guess. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like he kept it just to. For cover. make stuff. Yeah, for cover and stuff like that, which it's crazy, just. Um. But yeah, your so friend Marlo the shoots him. Like yeah, Marlo shoots yeah, Marlo him, shoots him, and he him falls dead. into the fucking river. That shit was or a creek or whatever. The pond. The line. That line is great too. I don't recall what it is now, of course, but um, it's like that. Basically, ends with like you're a born loser. Like I forget why he gets to that point, but Terry just like basically insults him. He's like, "You're a loser. You're always gonna be a loser." And then Marlo. Terry's like, an asshole. Yeah, Terry's a cocksucker. Yeah, they were supposed to be friends. What the fuck? Terry's an asshole. Yeah, and then. Marlo's like, yeah, I even lost my cat. And then he sh- fucking shoots him, which is like, uh, I don't know. For me, that's like a phenomenal line. Um, shoots him dead. And then, like, that's it. Like, you get this, like, gratuitous shot of Terry in the water and blood coming up. And then Marlo, like, yeah. leaves the estate. And then it's, like, this magnificent, to me, ending shot of him just, like, walking down this long road. But he he passes Eileen. She's driving up to the estate, and he walks. Yeah, he walks right good, by that her. That was really good. Doesn't even acknowledge her. Just like he pulls out that little harmonica. Oh, yeah, the harmonica. And starts right? playing it. Just starts playing the harmonica as she drives by, and then like, it's just the credits start rolling, and it's him just walking down this really long, beautiful tree-lined street, and he's like elated. He dances he's with elated. a random old lady. Yeah, he dances with the lady, and then he's like throwing his hands up and like celebrating. And it's just like he's so happy to have like solved the case. Yeah. You do <laughs> you know? see on her face though. That like she oh she knows yeah she knows she's like, dead fucked she something happened because like also why would be there? by the way revolver was a Smith and Wesson Model Ten thirty eight oh, special Jesus Christ Trevor courtesy of what Trevor courtesy of what I am FDB fucking Trevor's wearing their merch right now by the way <laughs> I need Trevor to get was, some of their Trevor merch yes I am FDB shutter shades on right now <laughs> <laughs> I do need um, to see if I, if I can get one of their shirts anyway if they have shirts even. So, but yeah, no that that was that was the movie. That's it. it was uh, 
It was a good pick, Will. Thanks, guys. Uh, it was very good. I, I was so like blown that i just hadn't heard of this movie before yeah yeah because it's either. like so in my wheelhouse like of movies that like i would have watched yeah. in high school it's a very it's like exactly pick. like like so many of the movies that i watched yeah it, uh i think robert altman is like apparently like a criminally underrated american director and like i don't know much of his work obviously i've seen this and i love it but he made mash too which i've seen is also great but He's, like, cited regularly as, like, one who's forgotten among all, like, the Tarantinos and Scorseses and whatnot. And watching this again just makes you... I'm going to go watch, like, a lot of his movies. Like, he made a movie called Nashville that's apparently really great. And he has, like, a Western. He does, like, a bunch of different genre films. And uh, he made Gosford Park, which came out in, like, 2001, I think. It's, like, a British... Like, it's, like, a Downton Abbey murder mystery type thing. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he's a, he's great. This is a great movie. Um, it is, as you can probably glean from our conversation, I think a little bit more focused with style over substance. Um, I think so, yeah. I would agree with that. And I think, as Cobb knows, I love the movie Inherent Vice, and I think this movie... Yeah. Like, I think Inherent Vice is Inherent super, Vice is all style. Yeah. Like, no substance I think it, it owes a lot to this film. In my film. opinion. Um, and obviously I love them both dearly, so you can kind of tell where I'm at, but yeah, I mean, hopefully you've watched it at this point, but if you, for whatever reason, listen to this entire thing and haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. I think that you, yeah, I, the plot, yeah, I, mean, I would probably recommend watching it before you listen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Just because like, always. I liked that I didn't see shit coming. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was a very good pick. Sweet. Um, the characters were dope. They were crazy. I love that there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo <laughs> yeah. that fucking like made my day when I saw that. I was like, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just not expecting that at all. It was so. And good. I loved the cat in the beginning. Great cat. And I'm still, I still want to know what happened to the cat. I'm worried about the cat. Please, if anyone knows out there what happened to the cat, let me know. The cat lives um, with the titty ladies now, but they don't know that the cat is living with why them. Why can't you just call them the hippie She's, neighbors? Why are they the titty ladies? I don't, they're, I don't they're, understand. <laughs> they do have their titties out the whole time, to be fair to Trevor. They're not defined by their titties. And even when You're they right, had they're shirts not. on, they're the defined shirts by their were weird see-through. yoga stuff. Yeah, they, they did say they were yogis that had a candle store. Oh, they're just trying to get enlightened, dog. It's the 70s. You got to wake up. Get woke, um, Trev. True. But yeah, did you guys have any uh, any final notes or anything? No, nah, go check it out. Nah. Shout out Elliot Gould. Definitely Thank go you. watch it and tune in next week when I bring something. For Trevor's big pick, what could it be? What will it be this time? Hopefully Abby censored it out, but if not, that's totally understandable because she already does too much <laughs> for us anyway. Thank you, Abby. Yo, Woo! shout Thank out you, Abby. Abby. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. All right. That's it for us. Yeah, peace out. Stay safe out there. Peace.